From the Woodshed, a candid conversation with Chase Morrill and Ryan Eldridge from Kennebec Cabin Company, home of the Maine Cabin Masters. Brought to you by Nelma, safeguarding our lumber resources since 1933. See the stamp, trust the quality. Now, from the Woodshed Studio at KCC Headquarters in Manchester, Maine, it's Chase and Ryan. All right, here we are. From the Woodshed. Episode two. Episode two. We've got Maggie, my daughter, here with us today. Good afternoon. Nice Hi. to see you, Maggie. We're doing an ep- uh, afternoon one today instead of morning, which is a little different. We're going to try all times, aren't we? Yeah, we're, yes, whenever it works for us. The lighting's still the same. Yeah, no decorations behind you yet. No, I know. I need to, I need to get packed and moved in. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not much better. Slow and steady. But yeah, so it's Ryan Eldridge and me, Chase Morrill, here today with you. Talk to you, talk about all things cabins. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Nelma, nelma.org. This, you know, graders of Eastern White Pine. Yeah. Also, uh, whitepine.org and sprucepinefur.org. So, anything tree related, yeah. Go check it out. You can listen to our podcast and also view our podcast on YouTube. Subscribe. Kennebec Cabin Company. So, what's new? What's going on? Yes, lots going on since last week. I mean, a lot going on. So, you know, things are still pretty hectic right now. It's a pretty crazy world. There's a lot a lot of unknowns, but it seems like we've been busier than ever. The world is on pause, but we are continuing to push forward safely. Safely. Socially distant. Yeah, and, you know, we want to thank everybody out there on the front lines who's working to keep us safe and keep us, keep everything moving. You know, if it wasn't for them, the supply chains would break down and, you know, things would really come to a halt. But as long as the materials keep arriving, we'll keep building. I actually think a lot of the good is going to come from this. Yeah. The world's going to be a better place, I think a more efficient place. Yeah, absolutely. So you just got to make sure we keep safe and keep social distancing. We're, you know, trying our best in here to stay apart. But luckily, we're all family, friends, so doing what we can. Related by choice, Maggie. I chose you. <laughs> oh, so, I, I roll. That's a drink. <laughs> there's one drink already. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of big stuff happening. Um, you know, we'll slowly announce some stuff coming on this summer. But we have big plans yep. all around. So, yep. This week, I went out with one of our cameramen to do some more in detail scouting. We were all over Kennebec County, down into what is it? What's uh, I went towards. Um, not Waldo. Uh, Not Somerset. Somerset. Sagadahawk? <laughs> Franklin? I don't know. <laughs> no, Franklin's north. What? Oh, I was in Franklin. Kennebec. And then I went towards the coast. What's uh, the Damascot? Yeah. Anderscot. No, Anderscot is to the left of us. Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln. County. Yes, Lincoln Holy County News. smokes. It's been a long day, Maggie. So we have not got word yet on where we're going or if we're going, but we are determined to make it happen. So we are scouting camps and acting like it's going to happen. We are. And, you know, it's great getting to check out all these camps, going down these camp roads. It seems like it was a really, really hard winter for the trees. Yeah, I mean, we, oh, God. We must have gone to five or six at least that had tree damage, like through the roof from the pine it's just dropping on them. I saw two of the powers ripped right off the house, the feed. Yeah. Lines on the ground. I mean, we had that late storm in right before Easter. That was bad. But, you know, we also had some... It was it was a kind of mild winter, snow-wise, but... Till April. Till April. You know it, what I'm trying to tell myself? April is not a spring month. April is still winter. Yeah. <laughs> it was a brutal... It was bad. Yeah, I mean, what? yeah, it's rough. Let's talk about something more fun like our guest today. Yes, today we have Doug the Plumber with us. He'll be here to, you know, STS with us and then answer some questions. We asked earlier on social media to get people's questions for plumbing. It's always a huge issue. Yeah. You know, and so he'll be here. He's got a ton of great stories to tell. Ashley even had a few questions for him about possums and the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, so. that's a good one. And right now it's really convenient because we're actually all working downstairs. Yeah. So work all day, then come up here and. Yeah, we had Doug questions. here today. I mean, thank God for Doug. We, I can't believe we made that season without Doug. Yeah. And we're getting our first urinal. Yes, we finally put in a <laughs> urinal. Maggie, you don't even know the joy of that, but I'm sure you can. Oh, another eye roll. <laughs> yeah. I was on my bucket list to have a place that had a urinal. You did it. Better late than never. Check. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, the funny thing about Doug is, remember Jedi was saying, oh, man, I know that we struggle with the plumber at first because everything's happened so quick. You know, so lining up subs has always been the issue. You know, plumbers were the hardest. Yeah. I remember Jedi saying, oh, I know a guy. Yeah. I know this guy. He, he's ride his, he rides his bike with a trailer on it. I'm like, what? Just he fit right in, big bushy beard. And yeah. now it feels like I know Doug just as well as anybody. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've also been um, interviewing for, you know, get yeah. some, get, boost up the crew. Yeah, trying to, you know, open up. There's tons of work out there, not on the camera. So many people need help. And there's yeah. other good carpenters out there, too. And we're in the opportunity to kind of bring the two things together. So yeah. maybe try to venture out, do some other stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, you go to all these camps and, you know, they all desperately need work. And it's like, we know we can't work on them all. So, it, you know, I feel bad. Right. But if there's some way we could, you know, it's, it's kind of like being a bartender. Everybody knows your name, but you can't remember <laughs> everyone. So it's like everyone knows us, and you know we can't help everybody, but we want to try. Yeah, we'll try our best. One camp at a time. Yes, exactly. All right. Do you want to start feeding us some questions, Maggie? All right. So I have some questions from email or other places. Where do you Where did you get your questions from? Um, from website from people that send them to me through the website so when people submit questions on the website contact us it goes you screen them yes i go i screen them okay and what is that web address for people that want to know mm, uh com. there should be a qu- place where questionnaire you form okay and then we also so. pulled some off of facebook yep so if you're submitting questions on our website you know just keep in mind that it's my daughter, who's answering them, so keep it nice. Be polite. That's fine. Oh, you don't have oh, to yeah. be. We're all thick skin. We're main as we have thick skin. Makes you tough. <laughs> okay, so first question is from Jim. How did you all come together? How do we all come together? That's interesting. It really goes back to Ashley started crossing the hall. <laughs> 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 so, you know, Ashley and I were friends, hanging out, and... She needed a place to live. She broke up with her boyfriend, moved into my house, and we spent a lot of time together. So we started courting each other. And the rest, courting. The rest is history. She hates courting, too, by the way. <laughs> the name. And, but no, no, make a long story short, you know, we started dating, and I was working with Dixie. And Jedi then came home from Colorado. So Jedi started working with us. Yeah. And then you had know, see you around. You had a crew. Yep. But, if, I mean, if you want to go back even further, so – Dixie was two years older than Ashley in high school, you know, growing up. So knew Dixie through there. You know, Jedi went to Gardner High School with you. Lance, you know, he was kind of Gardner, kind of Coney. Ashley, you know, was two years older than me. You went to... Yeah, Dixie and I spent a lot... I actually met Dixie in Farmington. Him and I became really good friends at college. And Jenna, Dixie's wife, is... My, like, her parents are my godparents. So, yeah. yeah. There's quite a little... Intertangled web there that's brought us all together. Yeah, and so then we, you know, we were doing that timber frame for the chinas, and that kind of it was when we were all working together, and the opportunity presented itself, and it's like, huh, what's the? Yeah, I mean, the first camera we were in front of was a Skype video. Yeah, down in the basement, basement of Higgins, of Higgins Street. Street. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it all started. Who who would have thought back then that you would have been living down there for two years? <laughs> I know. Huh? <laughs> oh, thank God I'm not there now. <laughs> okay. Next question is from Lisa. Um, do you do any new construction? It was, well, funny question because we ended up doing some new construction this year, but yep. not by choice. Yeah. So, you know, at this point now, everything we do is for the show. Like we said, you know, we're trying to hire on some new people to kind of take on some outside projects. The closest we came to, to is to when it was a total teardown to the floor system and the foundation. Yeah, and that's on what? One of the upcoming camps, one of the last four camps of season four, the Bickford camp. You yep. know, we got into it. We knew the roof was going to be demolished because there was a huge yep. um, issue with mold, and you know, there's nowhere for the air to go. There's no airflow. Yep. They had poured a foundation with a metal roof with no venting, and the and dirt, yeah, shut the windows up tight, and all that dirt moisture came up through the um, floor and literally rotted that place from the inside out. So, you know, we thought we were going to save the first frame first floor that framing was so bad and code enforcer came in and said start over <laughs> i thought it was it was like christmas to me I was like, yes but you i mean you could see how the end product yeah and i mean the fuller one was a pretty new camp we didn't do it from the ground up 
We've never done a true brand new build from no. the ground up. But Not on the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one's from Richard. Why do you use brushes for huge paint projects? Uh, that I think that's a camera angle thing because we use sprayers. We use sprayers. We Chase use is rollers. the king of sprayers. Yeah, we've got sprayers going all the time. In the first like the first couple of years working with you, that was a, one of the ways I thought you saved the most money. Because you'd come in, I didn't, I had nothing, I've never used a spray before. Paint a whole camp in a day, you yeah. know, and then paint over cobwebs, <laughs> you know, everything. But you know, and it also depends on the budget. You know, some some budgets there's no money for paint, but we'll still go and spray it out in a day because there's not a lot of prep, you know. But and then. Yeah. The nicer the camp, the more time you put in it, but you still spray it out maybe once or twice. And, and yeah, I mean, that's just it, too. It's like if you can't scrape right down to bare wood, prime prop. I mean, a coat of paint is going to help seal the wood and make it last that much longer. It doesn't even matter if it is just put on quickly. If you look at some of these New England houses, and you you can tell there's this layer. They're holding them together. Oh, you yeah. Can, you can just see layer and layer. And, you know, you get what you pay for in paint, too. And it does, you know, it also helps stop a lot of the peeling. You know, it'll seal it back on yeah. there. And, yeah, you know, we, we do what we can with the budgets. Yeah, it's really amazing what a guy with a spray can do. And a good guy. And paintbrushes, that's a pet peeve of mine. You know, we've gotten to a point where, you know, we used to buy really nice brushes, and then they'd get left out br- but now we just get nothing pur- ones. Nothing pretty here. <laughs> 99 cent brushes. Yeah. Okay. Um, question from Robin. We were wondering if any of the homes featured on your show are used as v- VRBO or Airbnb. Good question. Yes. I, I don't think I know officially, but yeah, they, they. I can't imagine they're not. Well, I think On the Rocks. On the Rocks was, was season yeah. one, one of the first ones we did. They had purchased it. The Scanlon family had purchased it. And they, it was a rental when they purchased it, and they continue to rent to, it out. Yeah, and that's a really common thing for a lot of the camp owners, you know, t- to rent the camp out. You know, whether it's a couple weeks out of the year, a month out of the year, to help pay for taxes. Yeah, because you know, you put it on VRBO or one of those websites, you can, you, you know, you can make some money, help offset all your costs. Um, I mean, especially on the coast of Maine, there's a there was a whole, I mean, in the news for a long time, people losing cabins because of taxes. Yep. You know, the the growth of the property, the value of the property outgrew the growth of the individual's income of the family. So it's one way that they can keep these properties. I mean, it's a huge problem in Maine. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's we we do have a real estate page on our website working with realtors across the state. We're trying to get to the point where we can reach back out to camp owners and say, hey, are you renting this these camps? So, like, I think Mackenzie and Teen had talked about renting out the yurt yeah. to help, pay, you know, to keep the island, to pay the taxes. Yeah. You know, we're trying to get to that point. So I think we'll I get think there. I think a network of rentals would be sooner than later. Yeah. We're working on it. Long, short answer. All right. Um, Rick wants to know, what type of sunglasses you guys wear? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wore Smiths for a long time, first couple of seasons. But I have a fat head, so I love the shelters. <laughs> so it had to be Smith shelters. So I knew, He does have a fat head. I knew... <laughs> thank you for that. So I knew when they were... Going out of style, I bought like six pairs, and they lasted me probably eight years. And then they stopped making them, and I couldn't find one to replace it. So I went to Maui Gyms, and those are two hundred and fifty bucks a pair. And I was like, I'm not gonna wear those. You know how it is. Like, yeah, you yeah, nice yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna wear those on the job yeah, site. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're wearing them on the job site, and That's then they true. got smashed a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. So now I have dollar ninety nine. Oh nice. I wear Typhoon. I think. It's Typhoon, the brand, and then I don't know the model, but they're um, polycarbonate lenses. They're polarized so that if something does hit it, you know, it doesn't shatter. I was watching, I I don't know, we saw like a season one or season two episode, and I happened to be wearing the same exact outfit. (laughs) (laughs) That you were? Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) I guess I don't update my wardrobe that often. But I would like to see like one of these higher end. Uh, sunglass companies make a good, workable, safety, OSHA-approved sunglass. Yeah. I mean, because you kind of want it. You want to look good when you're working or be able to and, see clear. And, you know, that's a good – you know, we try and be as safe as possible. We get that question a lot. You know, how come we don't ever see you in protective gear? We definitely wear masks. We definitely wear eye protection, ear protection. But when the film crew is there, it's a little bit – different you know while we're working we try to but if we're stopping and filming stuff and redoing it if you know if they don't want us to wear eye protection 
you know, if we're, it's just, we do, we do take safety seriously. Um, yes, I'm in Crocs a lot, but I personally think that's safer than, you know, sometimes wearing the big steel toed shoes. That eats their own. Yeah. All right. Um, Brian would like to know, have you or anyone you know ever had a Bigfoot sighting? Oh, it's Ashley. Yeah, where's Ashley when we need her? So my wife is infatuated with Big, Bigfoot. She thinks he's out there. Sasquatch. Bigfoot, aliens. Aliens. Any, yeah, any conspiracy stuff. Um, I have not seen one. Chupacabra was going around Turner for a while, right? Oh, that Chupacabra was. <laughs> Isn't that more like around the board, Mexican board? Like... No, what was, what was it? Oh, the Turner Wild Beast. That's what it was. Do you remember that? No. You don't remember that? Turner Wild Beast. Yeah, a few years ago, they found this oh, I do. What wild was it? animal on, dead on the side of the road, and they could not figure out what it was. And so it was like the Turner Wild Beast. Like, it was like some inbred dog. Something. Yeah, it was like a wild dog that had gone. The closest thing I came to was Bigfoot. Is, uh, Dixie and I were up. We were going to school in Farmington and up to Sugarloaf, and we know we saw a wolf in Maine. I, we saw, It passed us like 200 yards down the road, and I mean, we... It was a wolf. I mean, you've seen a coyote. They're yeah, not yeah, that yeah. magnificent. And dogs. And this thing was a beautiful. Like, It was totally a wolf. Wow. Nice. That's my story. They could do it. All right. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot, Maggie? No. Do you believe in them? Mm, not in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in them, but they're just not by my house. <laughs> um, Jim would like to know... Do you know when the retail store will be reopened? Good question. Yeah, we talked about that with our bookkeeper yesterday. Suppose we can get a badge. We got to earn a badge. Though. We got like to Cub earn Scouts. a badge. Yeah. So <laughs> Governor Mills has kind of set the timetable and the requirements in order for businesses to start opening back up. There's a list of safety precautions that need to be in place, and once we, once we get that list and make sure we're compliant, we, we're compliant. We apply to the state for a badge. Yeah, and they, we put it on the door so people can come in with confidence yeah, and yeah, safety yeah. knowing that we're abiding by the rules. Yes, which but, I, June 1st, I believe, is right now the tentative timetable. But our online store is always open, 24 hours a day. Yes, and Isadora, our retail manager, is you know super friendly, super fast service. She'll package up anything. You want it shipped, we'll get it to you. Yeah, we're working out some kinks on some stuff, but... You know, this is all new to us. You know, we build cabins. Yeah. We don't ship stuff all around the world, you know? So it's a learning cur- curve. We appreciate everyone, you know. Yep. And you can go on our website and go to – you can do a virtual tour of most of the cabins, see what – you know, and click on some links that way as well. That's actually one of the coolest things I think we offer now, and I don't know if a lot of people know about that. Yeah. But it's literally a virtual tour. You walk through the cabin. You can click on items. Yeah. And that's on KennebecCabinCompany.com. Yes. And you can get to that, I think, if you go to Cabin Masters. It's a link across. Yep. So either of those websites will help you guys out. Go and explore. All right. Don't even have to leave your house. <laughs> it's quarantine friendly. <laughs> okay. Jim, again, would like to know, um, would you consider having a fan contest slash fundraiser where the winner could get to help you on a camp project? We well we were we were talking about more fan interactions. I think there's some liability and insurance concerns with having. I think pe- getting fans on the actual job site would be tough, but yeah. we were brainstorming different ways to get fans. Whether it's a project we do here for ourselves or this empty seat right here, yeah, or for a you know if we did a volunteer project and they needed volunteers, you know, come and volunteer that way, like when we did Agassiz yeah. or for the Y project. And if you have suggestions of ways to kind of make that happen, let us know. You know, that was a big part of what we're trying to do at HQ, too, is, you know, get it set up to do events. And if we can do fundraisers for local organizations. Yeah, yeah more fan. And th- yeah. this is going to be a very interactive pay- place. We'll be here all the time. Yeah. yeah, we did that Build-A-Bench. That was for your fourth, fifth grade trap field trip, right? Sure. No, wasn't it you? It was no. for you. No, no idea. it was younger kids than that. Was it Nori? I think it was Nori. Oh. Anyways, we did worked with Wayne Elementary School, fourth and fifth grade. We went and did build a bench where the main cabin masters helped, and you left with a nice bench. So, you know, once we get this place really settled in, we're going to try and start doing more of yeah. that stuff. Okay. One last question from Vernon. 
are you going to be on the Magnolia channel when it changes? I don't, we don't know, but I don't think so to start. We don't, we don't know. There's rumors out there, though. There's rumors out there. We're really close to finding out. We're scouting camps right now for the HGTV channel. That's the word on the street. That's the word on the street. Um, all those channels are own, they're kind of under the Discovery Umbrella Network. So they could end up on Magnolia. They could, you know, DIY is going to go away. So we know we won't be on DIY. They could put us on. They, you know, we've been on. We've been around the block a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Animal Planet. GAC. Um, GAC. Great American Country. Yep. Discovery. There's an, oh, what was the other one? There's a couple more. Yep. HGTV. We, w- we would love to go on HGTV. I mean, they're in every household. It would really broaden our reach, you know, and it's a, it's a definitely a, a great product. And yeah. It'd be fun. We'll be somewhere. We're going to be doing camps regardless. We're not going away. No, we're not going away. If I get a strap of GoPro to my hammer all the time, you'll see it. <laughs> She's all, she doesn't look too impressed. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have Doug. In my phone, he's Doug the Plumber Peabody. <laughs> he, uh, he's Doug the Plumber in mind, too. And uh, right before that, there's going to be a cool piece on Dan Burns. Um, it's Hero Media. You know, Hero Media is a media company that we work with. You know, it's about local, you know, hometown heroes. Everybody's a hero and everybody has a story. You know, and Hero Media really takes the time to showcase these people and bring out talents that you might not see. Um, they're doing a, I don't know if it's a weekly, but they do a series, you know, the heroes. And Dan Burns is a friend of ours. You guys have known him for a long time. He's yep, a customer. Grew up boy. with Dan. He's uh, been on, how many episodes has he been on? Oh, gosh. Every season he's been in a few. Yeah, he's been in a few. I think he's going to do a custom piece for us at headquarters. Nice. Uh, he gave me one of my Christmas presents. I got a, yep. I got a four-foot dance, uh, probably three-foot dancing bear. Yep. He always did bears. I was like, can you do a dancing bear? So he did a dancing bear for me. I am very talented. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So he's uh, right up here. Check this out. Um, Dan Burns, Hero Media. We'll be back with Doug. What is an artist? I went to art school for a fine arts degree with sculpture and uh, painting. They don't give you any business classes. You know, when I asked my senior seminar, I said, uh, you know, what am I going to do with this degree? <laughs> like, uh, probably nothing. You know, you're going to wait tables. Yeah, so. I would consider myself a craftsman. The wood will speak to you. There's a certain, not all wood is just round, um, it has a flow to it. Sometimes I cut the bottom so it's leaning a little bit. These were living organisms, you know, they're living, they're trees, they were breathing, they were providing life for us. You know, I use pine, that stuff is thrown down over the banking, um, it's milled up sometimes for pulpwood, plywood, whatever, but a lot of the stuff is junk but you give it a life. These will last for 50 years in someone's home. They'll last 100 years when you take care of them, but they're made with a chainsaw. <laughs> That's the cool part. <laughs> yeah. We should probably start collecting bang glitter from Danny Burns, huh? <laughs> right, get some larger, larger uh, grades. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So yeah, we're from the woodshed. We're here with Doug, our plumber. Doug the plumber, Doug Peabody. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. So we always we want to start the segment with um, water, coffee, or beer. And I'm pretty sure I got a good idea what you're going to answer. Oh, beer? Yeah. This, this, oh, nice. this time of day. Absolutely. An yeah. afternoon uh, one. Anytime. So. It's noontime somewhere, right? Yeah. Here, pass the glass. All right. Hands. So this is a thing. You get a that done. Coming on our show, you get a nice gift. Nice. Oh, we all get to drink beer? Yeah, right? Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Here, pass one down to Doug. All right. That's a Kushnock beer. It's a local Ooh. beer brew company. I've been there. Yeah, they have uh, real good food. I guess we're having a beer, right? Nice. So, Doug, what have you been working on today? Uh, we're doing some exploring, seeing how uh, I'm going to lay out a bathroom and a and a uh, urinal. Have you ever worked in a building and then gone up and been on a podcast or a video cast? Uh, no. This is the first. <laughs> this is the first. Yeah. Cheers Look at this that. coaster you got. These are great coasters. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So yeah, so this is called the STS segment. You know what that? What do you think that stands for? Uh, 
I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to say something I shouldn't. I think. I think. I think you might want to say. Oh you well, it's not STD. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a good thing. Yeah, so it's going to change the S for a D. Well, something. we're talking so, with each other. STD. Oh, okay. Shooting the. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shooting the uh, uh, Shinola. Shooting the Shinola. Yeah. Cheers, Doug. Good to see Cheers. you. Cheers. Our second guest. First guest we get to drink beer with. Oh, you got one. Oh, you got one. Yeah. Thank you. We might be setting ourselves up for failure, though, because people are going to come in and be like, water, we're going to be like, damn him. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kicking him under the table yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I know water's good, though. It is. Well, so, that beer's good. Yeah. Of course not. How's the, how's the fishing been? I haven't. Been much. Uh, slow this time of year, usually. I uh, ha- yeah, haven't lost any gear yet. Nice, nice. Yeah, haven't fallen in. So Doug always brings all his plumbing tools and a fishing pole. Yeah. Yeah, usually. Because the best thing about Doug is he comes for the day regardless. Yeah, yeah. You got that little portable one you stick in. And, yeah. And I've seen you uh, fish with just about anything, huh? Oh, yeah. I got, uh, I got an emergency piece of fishing line around an old credit card, so... Just in case, I got something. <laughs> and didn't you make your own pole? Or no, your own hook? No, your knife, right? You made. Yeah, a- I made a fishing knife. Yeah, it was. It had a flask in it, didn't it? Yeah, uh, it's waterproof. It's yeah. Keep yeah, fire. you, ma- you Keeps- make all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you made a air rifle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> experimental. Yeah. It does. I mean, he's also a carpenter. He just doesn't tell us that. Right. So right, right. Oh, my, it's very rough. I, yeah, I, I, don't, you, I don't get to practice Have you seen much. some of our shows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but your air rifle was out of a piece of copper pipe. Yeah, a bunch of scrap pipes to put it together, and you fill it with compressed air, and it <laughs> just shoots whatever you stick in it, I guess. But it works perfectly with... Uh, y- yellow wire nuts fit in nice, and they shoot out all over the place. So. Do yeah. I have any in my pocket? So we were just yeah. telling the story on how uh, Jedi was you know, prepping us up for your arrival. Tell oh, us yeah. about you and how we were a perfect fit. It was like a match made in heaven. So Doug's been with us what, about halfway through season one. Is that right? Um, halfway through season two, I think. Oh, ha- yeah. That's, I'm sorry. Yeah, halfway yep. through season two. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And he has left us since. We wouldn't let him go now. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. You guys keep me busy. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You guys do quite a few projects. So. Yeah. And today you've been working at HQ on getting the two bathrooms yeah. Going for us. Worldwide yep. headquarters. So we right. you know, we had one bathroom, ADA compliant. The you know, then we realized we needed two and you know, there really isn't much space, but we said, Don't worry, Doug will figure something out yep. and sure enough, got a second bathroom up in that space. That's awesome. Yep. Oh, we have, we, have <laughs> up, we didn't yep. ask about the gray water issue from the parking lot. Oh, yeah. We, we've got all sorts of issues coming up. Oh, yeah. I'll have to figure that out later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Food truck. Like he says, it all rolls downhill. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so how long have you been plumbing? Since 87. Since 87? Yeah. Nice. And, um, yeah, I've been on my own for 25 years, more or less. And a lot of times we'll be driving around. Some, they'll be like, I worked there. I worked there. Yeah. Like, it's like you can't go too far without around central maine anyways and you grew up right in manchester right yeah right down the road from here yeah i did probably yeah. even a mile a mile away yeah a mile up the road yeah so back to the old hood it's, it's funny how life comes yeah. full circle isn't it it's weird yeah yeah i only live 10 miles away or something anyways yeah. and that, you did a lot of work in rockland on those all those old buildings back in the whole mbna revitalized oh yeah i worked in camden camden sorry, uh, sorry. I, that's where but we did a lot of stuff in rockland camden rockport yeah. All over Lincolnville, nice. back there, and that was. And now he's Greater Augusta Gardner area. Yeah, or wherever. Yeah, where, like, wherever, wherever guys, we drag him. Yeah, wherever you guys <laughs> drag me. Yeah. yeah. But you've done a lot of work for Je- that. You worked with Jedi and his brother, right? That's how we met in working. Yeah, out. they were both helping out another guy I know doing a project, and I met him then. And then, once in a while, help them both out on a project or at their dad's place or something. I mean, we don't bring it. You know, some of the camps we get under are pretty bad, but. You can imagine, Doug's always got a smile on his face. That just tells you how those old basements in Hollowell and those old buildings along the river are. They just oh, yeah. There's, there's some places around. The, they have like a second and third basement that you don't even know about oh. until you get down in there. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Pipes go down there. I can smell it, yeah. too. It has that smell of rust in the air. Like, like um, dirt yeah. and rust and water yeah. in the air. And yeah, like I can't some imagine. Because it's all downhill. Yeah. Downhill, downhill. So, yeah. We've done a bunch of renovations in Hallwell that's like, holy cow, there's some old stuff. Yeah. And you also make uh, wood stoves? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of wood stoves that will burn for an hour or something. No, wooden wooden wood stoves, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw a, I saw a joke, a picture joke in the field and stream, and said wood stove guaranteed to burn for an hour, made out of wood. So I, I made one as a joke, and they do burn for about an I, hour. I have one. I can yeah. I can attest to that. Oh, you do have one? Yeah. yeah, nice. We could probably sell those in the store, Doug. Yeah, I got to make some more. They take I don't know. I can make two in a baseball game. Takes four hours to build, burns for an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no, they're. It takes you so long to build a big one as a little one. Too. Yeah. So so last week when we were working, I took a picture of you and posted on the Facebook page and yeah. asked people to send in their questions. And we got all kinds of them. Oh, we do. Okay. We do. Yeah, that's for sure. I've got a few questions of my own. Okay. Um, outdoor showers. We, you know, that's something people ask us all the time, you know, in our applications. We right. want an outdoor shower. So. But nine times out of ten... If it's not plumbed up, they're not legal. Is that like? Yeah, that's right. They got to. Uh, well, the drain's got to be plumbed in. If you have a drain that's plumbed into your system, then it's fine, and no big deal. It just counted as a uh, shower. But if it's just like draining onto the ground or in a pit, then that's not not cool. Especially near the lake, where you know a lot of the pollution in the lake is due to um, the extra phosphates and yeah. soap. So that's actually food for the. Algae and all that and stuff. It makes algae blooms. So, so, so if you do an outdoor shower, if you have a drain back into your system, just like a regular shower, but just outside, yeah. you don't have to plumb it in, have a pipe, and a regular, maybe get a shower base. Yeah. And if you had a wooden base and, you know, you put a, a, yeah, get a, a pan underneath pan it or under something it, like that. Have that drain in, then that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of times, we're, we're, you know, these, the camps we work on are elevated. And everything's pitched down, so right. you'd, you'd have to elevate the whole shower. Yeah, the shower would have to be way up. Usually, by the time you get outside where you want it, yeah, you usually you want to stick it under the deck or something. Right. Yeah. Right. That you know that brings up a good question because it's gray. It's different types of water, right? It's gray water and black water. Like, I, what's the difference? Uh, um, shit. Yeah. Feces. <laughs> yeah. One's got a toilet. One doesn't. Yeah. Yep. Literally. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Gray yep. water just sinks and sinks showers. Sinks shower, a washing machine, or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much you take a dump and it's black water. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, has plumbing, have the codes changed a lot? They changed a couple times. They went, used to have the old code, but then they uh, changed it up to like a national standard. Yeah. So, it's pretty much the same most places. And across the board in the state, you need a plumbing permit to make any changes to the plumbing system yeah if you're moving stuff around if you're changing something you shouldn't like changing it. if you're changing out a toilet or a sink you don't need but if you're moving it yeah or if you're adding adding to stuff it, you should get a permit yeah you're supposed to and some towns even they can they can add to that i know there was a town that you even if you change your flush you're supposed to get a permit in that oh town. really yeah they can add you know because it's their town they can make it better it's how yeah. they make money really yeah. yeah or they can change your fixture rates or um yeah, do little tweaks to it because they can. It's it's fine. You know, it makes them their town better than your, the other towns. I guess I don't know. Sure. I mean, then then the average or whatever. Then uh, what the minimum. Yeah, yeah. We've worked in some a lot of towns where there's no building permit even required except plumbing fixtures. Like West Gardner, where I live, you if you build the building, you don't even need a permit. You just need plumbing. You have to pay for your plumbing fixtures. Yeah, yeah. You have to pay for the plumbing permit because that's a, a state thing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and but electrical. At very few towns. It's so beyond. You would think it would be the other way around. Plumbing's not going to kill you. Well, it might, um, <laughs> get into black water. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you might have um, a break in the pipe and, you know, sewer gases. I'd much know, rather take or my. It might leak, you know, but that's not as outrageous as electrical. I'd yeah. rather take I mean, my chance yeah. with that than a 220 wire. Yeah. True. Yeah, 220 Never wire. Never the two not. shall meet. So I got, I got one question, too. Yeah. So, you, you know. I've got more. When, when PEX came out, did you think you were going to lose your job? Did it make it easier, better? Like, it made everyone... Oh, it made it so much different, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think I'd lose my job, but... Um, did you trust it right away? Um, not really or something, but when we got it, they'd already used it uh, okay. for like 25 years, I think the guy said, in Sweden. We, I could, every once in a while, you go to a seminar and you get to hear oh, the speech really? about stuff. Kind of like heat pumps in Japan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, yeah. Huh. Then uh, and then, even though they were in here in Maine, there are some places that they wouldn't allow it for a long time, just because. Well, we got the copper. We're going to stick with it because it's like yeah. this, and you know it's it's different. And how do you feel about shark bites? Uh, 
they work pretty good, but don't don't bury them. Gotcha. Because they're it's just an O-ring seal on top of the outside of the pipe, so it's not like you it's know, not it's not like permanent. a soldered joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing about all this newfangled stuff is what's hasn't been tested for thirty years. You know, like zip, like oh, what's it, what's it gonna be like in forty years? Yeah, right. well, it lasts this time. Well, how do you know? Yeah, you know, it's only five years old or something. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, but I, I don't guess know. time will tell. And and then again, copper will wear out too. If you have hard water, it'll eat the copper thin, and it'll get pinholes and has to be replaced. So. Sure, sure. But the but the pecs won't. Yeah. One thing that's always impressed me about you is your common sense approach to everything. You know, I mean, we're doing camps. We're renovating camps that, you know, nine times out of ten, they're three season and they have to be shut down. So you think about that. So as far as, like, in the wintertime or fall when you have to drain them, you always put, like, a shut off. you know, have the water flow down. And yeah. that, that, yeah. Yeah, I think try to. It's, and sometimes it's, you can't because something's too far away and there's a giant of beam or, or cement wall in your way or something. But then you got to put another thing to drain. But, yeah, you got to keep that in mind. Yeah, especially when you did cop, everything had to be pitched real good because oh, yeah. it, it, if it froze a little, it was frozen. Pex is forgiving; it will freeze and stretch. And yeah, there's been so many. Sometimes be fine, but the fittings will break. <laughs> but there's been so many times talking about oppressive that I'll, Doug and I'd be driving to a job an hour or two away. He hasn't been there, and I'll tell him like what's going on. And he just does this thing in his head, and then you get everything, and like there's hardly anything left over. Like pretty like you know, do it, build it in your head, getting all the parts and pieces, and. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I make a list every day. It seems like, and I don't think I've ever met anybody who talks to themselves more than you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a compliment. Yeah, I mean, I talk to myself, and I know it, but talk, talk to my pieces. Try <laughs> absolutely tell them what to do. Yeah, for uh, sure. So, what was the hardest camp you've worked on um, for us? You think hardest or most one. difficult one? Um. The one with a rare old card, yeah. Just because I had to squeeze in from two sides to get something done. I pre pre made most of the drainage up in the bathroom, then took it out back, stuffed it in there, and went over on the other end and whacked it in place with a stick. <laughs> 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 that that one just because I had to crawl all the way around back, yeah. and it was it was really tight on that front edge. Couldn't get in it. And that one with the boulder was like that, but you could get it. Oh, I remember that. And that was um, PMS, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. PMS yeah. got the best of you. Yeah, that one. <laughs> then uh, one we did just a little while. It was just so cold when I was there that it was hard oh, to work. It was brutal. You know, you're on post, and the wind's just blowing, like, right oh, under Sydney. the camp. And then I had the roof off, so there was, like, n no place in the building that wasn't a funnel. You know, the wind just funneled everywhere. It's one of those I'd, days. Yeah, I'd take the glue out, and the wind, glue's just blowing <laughs> off my thing. <laughs> Like that heat is blaring, and it's not, you know, you're just wasting the money, but it's just mentally like, oh, yeah. if you think you're getting warm, but it's just like, it's a waste of time. Yeah, that's tough. That's for sure. Well, we appreciate everything you do, Doug. Oh, thank you. We definitely do. That's for sure. That's why you're our second guest. <laughs> <laughs> if Ashley wasn't my wife and his sister, you might have made first. That's true. That's true. Wow. We would have, uh, yeah. I would need to spend the night if she was at your house. Yeah, you made a better choice. <laughs> And so you used to do, I mean, you're talking about how you used to, what is it called when you take cast iron and you like fill it in with molten? Oh, um, yeah, lead joints. Lead joints. Yeah, I've done some in commercial jobs way back, but not just like in the bottom of like a floor drain or a, or a mop sink where it sticks up. Yeah. Not like in the pipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going yeah. along, you use rubber things and uh, no hub couplings, they call them, and rubber grommets and push together. But I've done some lead, yeah, and um, yeah, not too many. Then they they stopped doing it. That was back in the day. I mean, I remember yeah. we demo place. You get that one big piece. It looks like looks like a car transmission or a hubs or like oh, something. Yeah. Oh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a pound of lead per inch of pipe or something. So that four four inch joint takes four pounds of lead. It comes in little pound things. You get different pound size ladles. I used to have some of that stuff. Interesting. And you, you melt it up and pour it all in, and just melt it up with a torch. You can, but you know you get a smell a big. You yeah, get, you, you get a. Uh, you can get a whole big pot going. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, I have some lead for supper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. That's they do around here. They feed lead to the animals. My my father, when they were growing up, used to live well at Higgins Street, and right up the road was the old main DOT building, Department right. of Transportation. Yep. They used to go up there and collect the lead. 
go home and melt it and make little uh, ball bearings, basically. And then they would race them. Then they'd go back up the hill and race them down the hill. Like, that was their wow. pastime. <laughs> and now you just get on Facebook and all this stuff. It's, yeah, wow. it's a Snapchat. Yeah. You got pretty lucky, Maggie. Could have bought marbles, you know. Yeah, you could have been chasing metal down a hill that you made yourself. <laughs> or my grandfather would bring home vials of mercury, you know. Just yeah. I remember playing mercury oh, in yeah. my hand. I remember doing that in my hand. Yeah, what, rolling a little ball in my hand, yeah. and all of a sudden it was gone. It's like where'd it go? I didn't spill it. Maggie's yeah. like that explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, a, a customer of mine just bought an old house, and in the basement was uh, an old mayonnaise jar, three quarters full of mercury. Holy smokes. His wife worked at a, a lab, so they brought it there and, and disposed of it or took care of it, whatever. They had, they could deal with it. But it is pretty fast. It was like a mayonnaise stuff. jar full of it. Yeah. I was like, where do you get a mayonnaise jar full of mercury? You find the weirdest stuff in the old yeah. camps. Yeah, it's true. That, can't we just talk about the city? Remember all the jars in the attic? Yeah. What, like, just giant mayonnaise jars. Like what was oh, in those? oil in them or something. Oh. Was it? What was that? I saw some of them under the camp. It looked like yeah. they were jars with oil. I, I was, I saying, I was all I pictured was like formaldehyde and head, heads in them or something, oh. <laughs> body parts or animal parts, or, fish guts. Oh. Um, don't jump. <laughs> but they, I mean, they yeah. used to for septic tanks. I've heard so many different stories. You know, they would take and bury old vans and put plywood in the windows. Oh wow! A yeah, a hole, it's just a hole in the ground. Yeah, they used to. Make, yeah, you just build rocks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, until they or just build a wooden frame. You know, down in really, there, everything in. leach in. Yeah, have, have the water. It's just a place for the water to dissipate. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, new ones are better. It's a cement thing. It's sealed. <laughs> no, new ones are much better, and it, yeah. it it definitely helps protect the lakes and the streams. You know? Oh yeah, it's not leaching in there. Yeah, the, it's you can get out of the way. Yeah, cool. We're right about at that time in history of time that in the thirties of all those ones they bit when they first they had excavators they buried all those and like the top starting to rust and I mean, we've all been in camps for like. They're like, don't walk over there. Like, oh, that's, yeah. where the lead, that's where the can yep. is. I mean, you've seen depressions. And... Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. I've heard of a couple people falling in them or something here and there. Yuck. Or like in old water cisterns. So. Yeah. <laughs> some, some old farm that was been overgrown for 30, 40 years. And just sitting there. Just, you walk along and flop into the cistern. But, what was it on um, Millie's camp, the gray water? That was just a little gray water system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so the technology has changed so much, and that's just to have a pump a shower up or pump the sink. No, that was up. just for the right the hand pump with the pump station under the sink. Oh, and, and it yeah. went underneath underneath because it was it was straight uphill, yeah, or something. It was, and then it went to a chamber, a concrete chamber, because the parking was so tough. Yeah, and then a bigger pump just yep. to get it. And that's because there was no room for a leach field. They wanted to have a sink, right? Yes. And there was no town water or plumbing. Correct. Around yeah. sewer. Yeah. yeah, you still even you know so close to water. Even with a hand pump, you need somewhere for all that runoff to go safely. Which which makes sense. It's the right yeah. thing to do. Yeah. All right, Maggie. Do you have any questions from viewers for Doug? We reached out to Facebook, you know, because we get questions all the time. We figured let's let some questions go to Doug. And there is one question in there from Ashley too. A bonus question. Uh oh. But do I get extra brownie points if I get it right? You do. Yes. There's a few that Ryan already asked, but you know. It's all right. That's yeah. in my head of my game. Yeah. Okay. First one is from Kathy. Um, how do you insulate the plumbing and cabins or the ground so they don't break or freeze? Uh, you kind of drain them so there's no water in them or pump antifreeze through them pretty much. And then because they're going to freeze – because it's, well, you get seven feet of frost sometimes. Yeah, yeah they're going to freeze. So well, that's so you drain them or put antifreeze in them, and then they're okay. Or you can put insulation board down on the ground. But, I mean, that'll only help so much, I guess. People from away don't understand how Maine, they did to understand the, the concept of camp in Maine. Yeah. You're not staying there year-round. You're there in the summer on weekends. Yeah. And you just drain everything. Memorial Day to Columbus Day. And yeah. after that, it's going to freeze. It's like simple, simple, simple. I think people overthink it. And it's just, you jump, dump RV antifreeze down any drain I, line? I, uh, I pump it through the water lines I like, and then into the traps. So the traps are full yep. of it in the flush. Like run the washing machine and all that. It's a pretty sophisticated process. Yeah, just run it until antifreeze comes out, basically. But you, you don't want to miss something because then it'll freeze and... And burst, then you get to fix it. Well, but you, yeah, you also told me 
that if if the what was it something about putting the can of or the gallon of antifreeze in the shower head and then opening the valve it will suck oh yeah if you hold it up high enough you can siphon it in yeah you can siphon it in but if you hold up everything but that's that's if the conditions are right. So yeah, I just use a pump. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In theory, it's a good job. But, yeah, the but if there's no power, you can siphon it in. Just hook a hose and go up. Yep. Good, good. And do you do you recommend like taking apart shower heads? Yeah. To yeah. make sure any water in there doesn't freeze up. Right, because a lot of times they do hold it. So take take as much easy stuff apart that might hold a little a little drain caps. You got to loosen those in case there's a drop of water in them. And, and then with toilets down the, in the tank. Oh yeah, you gotta put put flush it. Put I mean empty it, flush it, put it in the tank, or shut back the whole thing dry. And then I dump antifreeze in the bowl anyway, so that the sewer gas doesn't come back up. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, because you don't want it to be stinky, so you might as well sure. just put antifreeze in all the traps, and they're good. And then, yeah. Then when you turn it back on, you don't have to put too much stuff back together. And then if like if you wanted to if the water's off in your camp in the wintertime, you want to use the toilet, you could still dump water down it mm-hmm. as long as you Gravity just make flush. sure you put the antifreeze back in it at the end. Yeah. As long as your um pump if you have a pump system to Yeah. As long as that's not winterized too. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah if you yeah. have if you have a holding tank or a gravity then or whatever, just a few flushes or something. You're not going to fill your system up. Then. The guys always love the yeah. camp where we leave the toilet as long as we can. Yeah. You know, then you run down and five-gallon buckets back and forth. You always know when someone's going to take a poop because they're running down as fast as they can with a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. And then you get to the point, okay, it's icing over yeah. now. What do you do? So yeah, yeah. Ch- yeah. Chip a hole in. Yeah. And some, some guys bring two buckets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a two-bucket. Yeah. I've never seen a three-bucket. Or if you're nice to the next person, uh, yeah, you have a bucket yeah, waiting yeah. for them. Right. Pay, it, pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's like at camp. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. go to camp. We don't turn the water on. We just... Just flush it. Yeah, yeah, use a bucket. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to drain it. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> Most boring topic ever for Maggie. Yeah. Next question is from Julia. Uh, you seem to get in all kinds of vending positions with ease. Have you ever gotten stuck? Yes, I have been <laughs> stuck in. I've been. Uh, I wiggled in behind someone's tub once and was stuck for a good fifteen minutes before I got back out of that. And, and then under a farmhouse, I wiggled under a foundation wall and was stuck there for oh, at least twenty minutes or so. Didn't a guy just randomly come by and get yeah, you? Yeah, my buddy randomly came by and, in the middle and, of nowhere. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Really saved him. And and oh, uh, God. we saved me from crawling in and out like ten times. Yeah. I was fixing fixing a bunch of breaks, and so I'd have to turn the water on see where it's leaking and and crawl back in but so that would have been a long uh, <laughs> but yeah i would have to go on through where i got stuck and it would have been filled up with water but um and i got in my buddy's uh, got an apartment and i was fixing a pipe up in his ceiling in the downstairs ceiling and i got my head and uh one arm up in there and a couple nails poked up like into my armpit and caught me and i couldn't get off him till i i had to I, I, uh, yeah, I eventually got off, but I was a piñata. The, the lady in the apartment was calling me her piñata for a while. So I was there for like a half an hour until I got the uh, the nails out from my armpit and got out. I didn't want to. Oh, man. You can't be claustrophobic and yeah. be a plumber. That just does not go hand in hand. No. No, because, yeah, there's little places. And, um, yeah. But so being a, t- practicing yoga would be good for a plumber. I should do that, yeah. I'm, I'm Yeah. Plumber's yoga. Maybe you do it already, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one of those professions. Like, there's a certain you know aspect. Of, you want to be skinny. You don't want to be claustrophobic. You can't be afraid of getting dirty. Right. I'd be a horrible plumber. Can't get grossed out easy. I'd be a horrible plumber. I try to. <laughs> I'm not skinny. I'm claustrophobic, and yeah. I get grossed it's out. It's all just soap scum. It's just soap scum. It's just soap scum. <laughs> 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 Bleach. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, I worked with. Um, Bob Point, he was he was not thin, and so I always got to crawl in. See, so <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that was, a, that was funny. I ain't going in there. You gotta go. Like, oh. But then one time I got stuck, and uh, those guys grabbed me by the feet and pulled me back out. Was, nice. Yeah, that, 
So you've been stuck many times. Yeah, actually, I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, a few yeah. times. And then. Okay. Um, question from Aaron. How do you maintain your youth and vigor? Oh. oh, I have no idea. Just go to work every day, I guess, and don't realize you're getting old. <laughs> yeah, I guess you've got a great attitude. Yeah. yeah a lot just, of life um, is attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you enjoy the I have uh, yeah, good things. B12. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like that old lady lived 104 and drank Coors Light every day. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, keep active. That's all, basically. Yeah. And I mean, your mom is still quite active in Manchester as well. Yeah, she's the she's does the choir. Well, she did did do the choir in the church and and volunteer at the food bank and worked at the hospital. Now she yeah. can't do it. She's sitting home now, going stir crazy. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah, but yeah, she's zooming all the time. It's true. My uncle she's, Lee, when he retired, he said it's the busiest he's ever been in his life. I've heard that. Before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, she, yeah. She, li- she likes to keep busy. Nice. All right, great. Um, <laughs> great. Next question. Question from Joseph. How can I increase my sewer hold tank volume without digging it up? Uh, can you? Uh, Red-X. That oh. eats a- yeah, put Red-X in there. That eats all the stuff. That, it's, that it's really ba- works? It's a bacteria for your... Uh, for your um, Septic system. I mean, it has a bacteria that eats the so stuff. It eats the solids. Yeah. I was going to so say then poop it, <laughs> yeah, 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 that too. That's, uh, it's simple uh, math, uh, Richard. Like Dawn, like Only go number two Dawn, at your friends. Dawn dishwashing liquid. Didn't mean to, but they, that encapsulates the grease. Yeah. So the stuff in the tank doesn't eat it. So a lot of soaps will build up stuff. Grease will build up in your tank, but it's yeah. like in the soap somehow, I guess. I don't know the physics, but... Um, yeah, so some of that isn't good for septic tanks because it builds up. So, so Red X will eat all the all the big so- particles so oh, that it, you your tank has more room for solids and the liquids can still yeah move on and out. If it's into a matter of your leach field, then um, you can you can there's things to do with that. You can cook it out with hydrogen peroxide. There's guys that do that. Cook it out. Yeah, cook you, out pu- your you leach pump field. it in there, it boils it out. Hydrogen peroxide will. Eat all the organics, so all the oh. roots, all the stuff that's gone into your leach field, cleans it out pretty good. You must need uh, like a whole tank of truck of hydrogen peroxide. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, there's a uh, Randy Bean does it. Beans grease. Oh, I think when you imagine that, you know, you only pour it on a cut. Yeah, foams. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, but that that stuff is like so out. diluted. Yeah, the stuff they get is very concentrated. Oh, so yeah, you don't pour that on your. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah, you can you can. Spruce, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't do that stuff too much. I'm an indoor plumber. Right, but, right, right, right. Yeah, and it's grody. Is that a whole different field? Yeah, kind of is. Yeah, mm. there's indoor and outdoor. Interesting. Something. A lot of times the uh, the earth guy does all that. The guy doing the earthwork. Yeah. Awesome. There you go, Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> These are chips and tr- tools you're going to bring on you in life. Yeah. Yeah, poop goes downhill. <laughs> so, you know, you, I get this picture of college parties. Right. She so can have all this information. Yeah. Do you know you can hydrate peroxide that? Oh, wait, your toilets? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, next all right. question. Okay, question from Sandy. Are camp toilets sweat in the summer? Why and what can we do about that? Well, uh, the toilet sweat, it's due to uh, the cold water and just humidity, which makes it sweat. And uh, if you can warm that water up, um, they make a, uh, they call it an anti-sweat valve that mixes a little warm water with the cold water. So it's like room temperature. Then it fills your flush with room temperature water. doesn't sweat. Hmm. And, um, yeah, you can get those. Do the uh, insulated bowls help? Yeah, they do help. Yeah. Cause now, is that for, that's for summertime? They're insulated or? Well, the, the tank has its insulation in it just yeah. to keep the humid air away from the side of the tank with the cold water. That's what does it. That's the humid air and the cold. So if it's warm, it won't do it. I mean, I also say if that's if the worst problem you have, you're doing pretty well. Well, it can rot sweaty your toilet. Yeah, sweaty toilets. Are it can rot your floor bad. out and stuff because I've seen them sweat so much. You flush your toilet, and all of a sudden there's a puddle on the floor. 
Like you need like four paper towels to wipe up and it's just from sweat. I've seen that at uh, Guy's Farmhouse, you know. So if you could get your water to room temperature sooner, so if you, yeah, could you add extra piping? Um, yes. That would help? That would help. Yeah, I know a guy that took uh, a whole bunch of uh, 3-8 copper tubing and wrapped it around his water heater. Oh, yeah. And ran, ran that to the flush. You Have know? you ever done a toilet where you hooked hot water up to the toilet? Um, Is that a thing? It was in Dubai. But well, yeah, well, well, with, the, the, with the mixing valve. Because of the bidet, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you try the bidet? Yeah. Did you we, try we, the bidet? I, yes. We had a flush. <laughs> did you try it? You two are obsessed with those toilets. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we did a flush that had hot and cold water. and Hot and cold? It needed 13 amps of power. What do you and mean? Did they wipe it for you? Yeah. It had a bidet seat and oh, was it one electric, of those new electric uh, heated seat. It had a remote control with a you could activate yeah. it. Yeah, did, yeah, it yeah. did it vibrate too? I don't know about that feature. <laughs> I think that was a job. I put my plastic poop in the toilet. And the guy flipped out. I think. I'm <laughs> uh, Maggie. I got a random bidet fact about myself. Uh, the, the one and only time I've used a bidet, I actually use it as a water fountain. We were building a house. Uh, <laughs> Down on Great Diamond Island, <laughs> and I never, I never known a bidet. We knew it, we knew no one ever used it, so it was a joke. We used it as a water, it was a water fountain. <laughs> oh, I guess it's all brand new. Yeah, it was brand brand oh. spanking new. I mean, if someone, if someone stuck it, snuck in there, if there's someone out there right now saying I snuck into that house, then they got me good. But. Oh, oh yeah. my father was notorious for uh, cleaning toilets. He loved clean toilets, and by the end of it, he would be in there, hands deep into it, just scrubbing away. And just, you know, wash his hand and go pick up a box of Cheez-Its. Munch I mean, you spend a good portion. Of, you spend Ugh. every day there. But it should be clean. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's supposed to be. Bleach kills it all, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've horrified it now. Um, question from... You want the last beer? I'm, last beer goes to that gas. I've got yeah. some coffee right oh, here. Oh, it's sweating. Here. Oh, look at that. Here, drink it before it sweats uh, too much. Okay. I'm sweating, too. That is all too many, too many sweatshirts. Yeah, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Here. <laughs> sorry. Okay. One last question from Micaiah. Um, some cabins use pond water. Do you add some sort of filtration when the water comes into the cabins? Um, sometimes you can. Um, you probably should because you're going to get everything. Could get, could get bait fish out of your faucet, you know? Or... Who knows? Yeah. But Seaweed, but rocks. But most of the time, it's, it's brought in. It's only for flushing the toilet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Not you know, you're, not, you're not going to drink it. You're not going to. Well, you do, could. You could. Uh, you don't want to. At the fish probably. camp, we did. We did that, but they had what? A they, they bought a five thousand dollar unit. To they bought a nice. That was like, like insane. Lee and Sharon, my aunt and uncle down in Newcastle, yeah. they know right where the spring is. Yeah. And so they put the line right at that spring. Sure. And they. They drink. They drink their water. They drink their lake water at the house, right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they've built up enough and tolerance to it. Wait a minute. Well, the, yeah, I guess. So, yeah, there's like a town. That little pond right next. Damascot Lake. Oh, they run it over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not. There's yeah. a little pond behind that house next door. No, 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 no. Yeah, but no. You have to. A lot of times they filter it, and sometimes they don't. But and some, you know, some lakes are a lot are spring fed, so they're clean. Yeah, clean. Yes. Yeah, they are. Because my. Uh, Growing up, my neighbors down the lake had city water in the summer and, and uh, lake water in the winter. And they'd switch over, have a pump that ran underground oh, out into the lake. Yeah. And uh, we replaced one once. They had to wait for uh, fall when they lowered the water level to get down there. And we had to dig it out by hand. They wouldn't let us put a machine down there. And, and, it, really? and uh, yeah, we switched it out, put a new foot valve and out yeah. the lake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my and mother's. then she only lived to 105, and then passed away, and then somebody else redid it. So, but. hey, maybe that's the secret to life: yeah. drinking lake water yeah. to your 105. Yeah. <laughs> well, your mom, or, or are these? Yeah, your mom lived <laughs> off stream water forever, just so two years ago. Yeah, and that was gross. I mean, in the summertime, it would just get covered over with these bugs, the larvae on the foot valve. Oh, you'd, right. You take a shower, and the hot water would just smell like hot stream water. Yeah, it was so bad. When we were growing up, we lived in a house where the well would go dry every summer. So my father rigged up a trailer with three 55-gallon drums on it. We'd go to our aunt and uncle's, fill those up, put the foot valve from the pump in that, yep. put the um, 
the drums had held Coca-Cola syrup in them. Oh, so you'd get Coke water. <laughs> you'd smell like Coca-Cola when you took a shower. That's awesome. <laughs> it was so like oh. it was so ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> that's poor uh, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's I never heard that story. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'd go to David and Sue's, fill up the... He built a trailer specifically for it. Every year, they would run dry. It was not fun. Huh. Good to know. What's Ashley's question? Oh, right. Um, question from Ashley is, because there are no sports, we were wondering what your possum is doing. <laughs> well, um, There's a good story behind that, too. Yeah, I used to sit in my shed and listen to the ball game and have a beverage and listen to, uh, and the possum came. From Two a years ago. It came in. Anyway, anyways, he's sitting like right six feet away from me on a bench, cleaning himself like a cat, this possum. And he did that, and the Red Sox started doing awesome. So We called him the awesome possum. The awesome possum, yeah. <laughs> I'd, so, I'd pick Dougie up in the morning. And get, and I. Uh, so yeah. you'd, be, you'd be in the workshop listening, and then the possum would come in? Yeah, it's mostly there's like a little nook area to sit pretty much. Yeah, because your shed's pretty full. Your it's, shed might look like Chase's barn. It, it yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. Much, you, you can't walk across it at all. No, it's full right. of stuff. So, but he climbed up and was right over there. He came in and sat there and and uh, yeah, he'd do it all the time. He'd, and then one time he came over and he was sitting right below me eating the popcorn I dropped. He was only a baby. He was little. Yeah, symbiotic but, relationship. Yeah, it was it was awesome. But uh, then uh, this year saw a couple possum signs, and I haven't been home too much, you know, because of the I, yeah. I, I'm not allowed in the house for health reasons. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but now I think the skunks moved in. So. Oh yeah, replace, yeah. Uh, replace the possum. But, yeah, but they keep a lot of other things out. So yeah. as long as you don't rile them up, skunks are awesome. You've had They're some nice. good st- skunk stories too. I well, told you I have too. Well, yeah, but I was telling Fletcher some of your skunk stories. Oh, my old landlady's story where one moved right in their house for yeah. the winter? Yes, that was exactly. was a crazy story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had a skunk move in their house for the winter, and then, yeah. And then your buddy went on vacation for a little bit, right? And he came back to a bunch of skunks behind his, oh, they're raccoons. Oh, my buddy with the raccoon, yeah. yeah. They, they, he let him stay in his house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing about possums is yeah. 15 years ago, there was no possums in Maine. There wasn't. Because couldn't it, imagine it. Is it climate change? You'd say they probably come. They've come more. They must north. have. Yeah. And the ticks too. When I was a kid, never right. saw a tick. Yeah. And then one day I went down to the stream behind my mother's and got thirty of them on me. The first time I ever saw a tick. And then the, yeah. Now they're, they're all over the place. Stay. I've had three on me already this year. If all those animals and bugs are smart, they'll stop before they get to Canada. It's too cold up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever caught a mud puppy? Yeah. I, Do you know what they are? Is it like a salamander? Like they a, look like a salamander. The one we caught was like, like over a foot long. We were ice fishing out on. They're, 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 I think long pond, the great pond. Right? Yeah, and they have teeth, right? I have, I don't know. Um, I think we didn't know what up. it was. We never even heard of a mud puppy. We pulled this thing out and it's running at us, and we're like, "This is not a fish. <laughs> it's running at us." It looks like a monster, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I reach down, cut the line, and we just like like shush it back down the hole. Yeah, you know, so I have no idea what its mouth was. It was like, yeah, it looked like a big iguana running at us. It yeah, had... somebody stopped into the store when we were open and showed me this photo. They're like, we were just ice fishing out on Cobsey, and we caught this thing. That they're was, like, they're like, like, do you know what this it? is? I'm like, I have no clue what that is. They're like, it's a mud puppy, and wow. we caught a couple of them <laughs> out on Cobsey. They've made it out that far. Yeah. Wow. But they're like, you know, the was... Fish and Wildlife have them listed as They're a... migrating too? No, they're here. They put them in, uh, was it Great Pond? They got dumped in by accident oh. once upon a time. So they were there. I think it was Great Pond. Great Pond or Long Pond? Yeah. One of those two. So they, that's a water system all to itself. So they took that over. Or they were in that. But I didn't know they made it to Cobsey. That's a whole other watershed. Down at the other end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not on our end, kids. You can go swimming. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't, uh, they don't do nothing to you. They don't mess with you. I'd be more afraid of a pike. They stare in the bot, yeah. Yeah, they're they're a sa- big salamander. You could probably pet still them. <laughs> pet them and everything. No Doug's, thanks. Doug's pet mud puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From possums to mud puppies. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. How we doing, Maggie? It's, you're 
done. You're over. <laughs> We're over. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good sign. Time flies here. Yeah, fun. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us, Doug. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks answered a lot me. of our plumbing questions. Great. Yeah, answered a lot of viewers' plumbing questions or nice. listeners' plumbing questions. Yeah, it's, if it leaks, it shouldn't, and <laughs> yeah, you got to flow downhill. And it all flows downhill. Yeah, that's yeah. that's basic. So yeah, use geometry. Cool. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. All right, Doug. Thank you. That was fun. Maggie, did you learn anything? <laughs> Maggie, can we have a recap? What did you learn today? Nothing. Do you want to be a plumber when you grow up? No. <laughs> Plumbers make good money. Plumbers do make good money. Electricians, carpenters. So do doctors and lawyers. Just saying. Yeah, you don't have to go to school as long. It's true. You can work outside in the great state of Maine. Work for yourself. Or work with your dad and your uncle. Now that is heaven. <laughs> well, we'll get Eva. Yeah, we've got three others we can work on. <laughs> well, man, an hour flies by. Yeah, Doug has a lot of great stories, and that's it for this week. Yeah, we'd like to thank all our sponsors. Yeah, Nelma, you know, no, the Northeastern Lumber Manufacturers Association, and they're kind of one of the big reasons how we save money. Like everyone's like, how do you save money so much? And it's it's white pine, a decent white pine. Eastern White Pine is what we use all the time, and Nelma is responsible for grading and making sure that everybody gets a good quality product. It's made in Maine. Can't thank them enough. Nelma.org, whitepine.org, and sprucepinefur.org. Yeah, like we say, throw the pine at it. Throw the pine at it. Just run that pine. So, yeah, so our YouTube channel, subscribe to that. Subscribe, click the and hit bell the icon. Bell. I don't, I don't know about Ring the, the bell. bell. Ring the bell. Saved by the Bell, wasn't that a show back in the day? Yeah. Follow us on Kennebec so Cabin Company on Facebook, YouTube. All that good stuff. And our online stores are always open. Yeah. And take a virtual tour. They're pretty wild. Yeah. Go good. through the camps like without even being there. Thanks for listening. And we're from the Woodshed. Yeah. Thank you, Maggie. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> good night. All right. Good night. Good night.